0: Hey, everybody, you are listening to Launch Radio with Jeff and Kira. You see, our future depends on humanity and AI living in harmony. And on this show, we are going to help you develop a better understanding of both. Episode 49, Jeff and live. You're here. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic, as always. As always, I'm just, you know, doing well in my own world the world is a little chaotic but i'm doing well
1: yeah you know i feel like every week that we come on into our uh, our show there's something new that's fascinating that's happening and it's almost like an everyday kind of thing so but that's how the world works there's always brand new news every day and uh today is no exception because we'll be talking about some serious suits against our friends at Google and uh, we'll kind of go through kind of what that means for the rest of us and what that entails and I think also we'll go through kind of what Twitter and Facebook are now doing as it pertains to the vaccinations
0: yeah we could go through all of that I think with everything happening in the in this crazy world everything going on especially, with the last year being COVID-19 and everything, how much more dependent people are becoming on social media and just on the web in general, work for life, for everything they're doing, it's kind of accelerated that in a large degree. Like We've seen people that weren't even on social media a whole lot prior to COVID-19 are on it even more because frankly when it started when the pandemic started everybody was home and it became more of the thing to do and because it was more of the thing to do it put more emphasis and more pressure on these companies and how much control they have how much control they should have everything and it's a complicated topic for sure i always like to you know, try to understand both sides of the situation i have you know said in the past that you know it's not easy to balance you know somebody like Jack Dorsey has a has a tough job because he's trying to you know the good things Twitter does do trying to balance that with everybody's criticism and I'm understanding to that uh, Jack's actually from St. Louis and so you know I know that that job is not easy and so I try to hear what, what they have to say and also hear and understand the criticisms that people are now giving these companies the lawsuits everything and it's going to be really interesting to see where things go from here. Because we're now all on them so much, they are controlling our lives, there's going to have to be some changes. And I think we know there's going to have to be changes. I think they know there there's going to have to be changes. And I guess the way to jump into it is, what do you see happening with each of them? Because each company is a little bit different. One of my favorites, probably my favorite is Twitter, but they all vary from one to another. And I mean, you used to work at Google. What do you see? Let's talk about the Google Thing first. What what did I see? Like 40 states doing them? Or what's the reason behind it? And what do you see happening? You know, we can maybe start with Google and go from there.
1: Yeah, for sure. So Google is now eyeing a third antitrust lawsuit against them. And it's pretty substantial. These are very similar to the lawsuits that the EU had brought about to Google as well. And really what it comes down to is that nearly 90% of the market dominance in search results and search is Google. And these antitrust lawsuits are saying that Google is basically a gorilla and has done, or, you know, their business practices have resulted in other competitors not being able to even play in the same arena. So, you know, a lot of these states, like you mentioned, are now signing on to the suit as well. So it's becoming you know, Google's always sued for any for something, always. The EU has always tried to go after them. The United States never really has. And this is the first, now this is uh, number three suit that the US is going after Google with. So they've got definitely some challenges. You know, a lot of people, when I worked at Google, a lot of people didn't realize that like, you know, Google owns YouTube, Google owns all the home technology, you know, all those AI type of, nest they own a fair amount of various different companies that you don't really normally would think about and the us is saying that the government is saying that they they're getting too large and it's time to break them up and you know we mentioned last week about facebook and now you know we said last week interestingly enough that facebook was an easy one to go after first that was going to be the first brick out of pulling apart the the big tech and now sure is sure is shit. <laughs> Google's next, and they're facing the antitrust lawsuits as well. So
0: okay, so breaking them up, like, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, so you know, Google owns many, many different platforms and many different technologies. You know, for example, Google has a full stack type of advertising platform that is sold to advertisers, like uh, Double Click. So if you ever hear the word double click in the news, that is the advertising arm. So 90 to 99% of the advertising that you see on the internet runs through double click. That's substantial when you're talking about literally billions of dollars Mm -hmm. that more than 90% runs through double click, which is owned by Google. That's the problem is that no other company could even remotely try and compete with that. You know, you've got Firefox, you've got DuckDuckGo, you've got all these other platforms that, you know, other people use, but can't even remotely touch Google. It's just too big. It has too much of a market share. And that's where it becomes a problem. And that's where the government wants to see if they can limit the amount that Google has within um, the control over the advertising specifically
0: is the government allowed to do that legally to step in?
1: I mean, it's the first of its kind, of kind you know. I mean, they're they're doing it with Facebook. I think it's a um, it's no longer a threat. They've been threatening the big tech that hey, you guys are getting too big, and the big tech couldn't could care less. But I think um, I think twenty twenty one is going to be the reckoning for big tech i think we're going to start to see pieces of the companies being sold off to make them smaller you know whatever that might be google may sell off certain pieces you know they have all they own android i mean google's massive we don't realize how massive they are but it's it's a giant and you know we will see facebook and google being forced to basically give up and sell off pieces of their company because they're just, they own too much, you know? Okay. And that's, that's where monopoly, you know, is illegal in this country.
0: I think it's also easy to assume that the tech companies are totally like, that it's like this war and they're totally opposed to it. Like they might not be totally opposed to it either. Like if there was some offer like like that they could make money or selling it off, so, like they might be more for some parts of this than people think necessarily, right? Like, yeah. Is there this any is like, are there any perks for them in it?
1: No, not at all. This so is this,
0: you're saying they're they're totally opposed to anything they would get out of this.
1: A hundred percent. This is completely detrimental for both Facebook and Google. This is not what they want at all. There is no piece of a company or of the companies that they're like. oh, this piece isn't doing well. We're just going to sell it.
0: No, they, they wouldn't make they money
1: will. in that. No, they they make plenty of money. Google's You know, I mean, all you have to do is watch Google stock and be on the shareholders calls and they're, they're doing just fine. The minute you, someone comes in and says, forces you to sell something from your company, it's not a good thing, you know, and every piece of, of Google's company, or I should say Alphabet is doing pretty well. You know, I can't think of an arm within Alphabet that is bombing. There just isn't, you know? So
0: so yeah. then what happens? So if that happens, like, say the government is sending in all that wins, like, say the government w- wins everything, then what happens, and w-
1: what does it look like then? Depends. It depends on what the, you know, what the lawsuit entails or what the government is asking them to do or what, you know, hi.
0: <laughs> this is, uh, for the, for those watching visually, Pierce Cat is uh, saying hello on the, to the microphone. Oh,
1: this is Storm. She's always very... You know, it's funny, Jeff, um, Jeff and I started our show like right when I fostered my kittens and uh, now they're two years old. They're no longer kittens, but I still call them kittens. And I was up. bottle feeding them whenever Jeff would come over and we would film our and do our podcast, record our podcast. And I was bottle feeding kittens. <laughs> so he's, so Jeff has been around for <laughs> the whole... to watch the girls grow up. <laughs>
0: But uh, I for in sure. any event,
1: yeah, so, you know, the Federal Trade Commission plus the 40 state attorneys are accusing, you know, Google and Facebook of buy, of buying all these rivals up in order to maintain their dominance. That's illegal in this country. And they are claiming that, the, you know, they want to have a little less control, you know, in terms of, you know, how much these the ownership of the online industry, you know, I mean, all of digital marketing is owned by Google and Facebook, you know, and primarily Google. So what it's going to look like is a big question mark. It really depends on, you know, what the government tells them to do if they do, if the government does win these these cases, which yeah. to be frank is plausible. You know, this is not the first time the company has been accused of antitrust violations. This is... <laughs> Like I said in the beginning, I mean, this is... Um, they've always denied it, of this course. This has been going
0: on for a long time. Oh, yeah, my God. Way back. Uh,
1: forever. Yeah. I mean, forever. I mean, there, there's a reason why Google created Alphabet, you know, in order to have a parent company, because Google was getting so big that it couldn't handle all of the other arms that they... You know, Google's in medical. They're in automobile. You know, I mean, they're in... <laughs> Into everything than you could possibly think of, and the other you know? ones are
0: doing the same thing. They're all getting into everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah. So we'll see. You know what it's going to look like. I think there's going to be a massive power shift away from the big tech and providing a little bit more of a competitive nature as it pertains to technology and what they're allowed to own and how much they're allowed to own in in, in uh, the U.S.
0: I think most citizens, most just people, everyday people are for this, right? For the government cracking down on them. That seems to be most people are for. You know,
1: I'm not really sure what the sentiment is out there in terms of, I have to imagine, you know, I think with everything going on as it pertains to Twitter and Facebook and how heavy handed they are becoming with censorship, like YouTube, same thing. You know, I have a feeling most people are like, okay, I'm sick of like three companies owning." all of the entire industry. You know, I mean it's getting a little too crazy. So I think it'll be really interesting come 2021. I think it's interesting that they're filing the suits at the end of this year, because I think that's going to be a precursor of what next year will look like. I think in general, 2020 has been the correction year where shit was hit in the fan, okay, with a pandemic, but it also gave opportunity and to us to pause as a society and really decide where can we trim the fat. You know who's who's doing too much, who has too much. You know, power. And I think next year is going to be the restart button. And I think there's going to be a lot of different changes. And next that could year's going to
0: be a f- five to ten year thing taking place, right over the course of. I think it's going to be
1: less than five to ten years.
0: But I mean, I think society it's going to as far as what they are today compared to the future is going to take some time, right? Like to all play out. Um, I don't
1: know. I mean, to be honest, the Internet moves really quick. This isn't like the automotive industry where we're going from, you know, Model T to you know, autonomous driving or autonomous vehicles, you know, of course, that's going to take decades upon it, decades, but, you know, online can move very quick. And so can the US government and so can these lawsuits. So I think I actually think it's, we're going to start to see some, some very big changes, like in the next year, okay. I'd say one to three years.
0: Okay, so that's going to happen. Say I, I'm, you know, Jeff, and I, I live in Missouri, and I'm seeing this happening. But I know Google I use Google to Google things and I I have my Facebook account and I have a Twitter account and Instagram. How would you see this affecting just the average person living somewhere? Like, if I'm wondering what kind of changes this could be, how is it going to affect my relationship with the web and social media? You might not know, but I'm curious, like, what's your having worked at Google? Like, what's your perspective? Because I think people, like, You know, I posted the article this morning about Google and like 40 states suing and everything. But I think people see that and they're like, okay, well, great. Like it's cracking down on big companies. But I I think people wonder, how is this going to affect me, what I do with Google? Like, am I going to notice? Am I not going to notice? Like, do you have any thoughts on on that? Because I honestly sit here and I see it myself and I have no idea what that's going to do. I'm not like tech savvy enough to know. I think people want to know how it's going to affect them, just their like day to day Google and social media. You know?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it'll go back to, uh, you know, it's interesting. When I was in middle school, I think I was in a uh, gosh fifth, sixth grade maybe when the internet came out, <laughs> and it was like the World Wide Web, and I we remember. were one of the first families to yeah. get it because my father's a reporter, and I remember you know turning in a book report. And my bibliography said the World Wide Web as one of my resources. And I remember my teacher asking me, like, what is this? <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, and that's when the Alta Vista days and you had Excite.com and Ask Jeeves and you had all these various different search engines. And now we have one. We literally have one. One. You know, I think we're going to start to go backwards in terms right. of having an array of Uh, search engines. Yes. I yeah, there's you've got Firefox and you've got There was like but but back in the
0: DuckDuckGo and and and, I mean back in the These are
1: like you can't even use them. They don't produce any search results that could even touch Google.
0: Firefox and DuckDuckGo and those, right? They don't even touch Google. But in the beginning when there was Yahoo at a search engine, who remember like Web Crawler? There's like Web Crawler. (laughs) Yeah. See and and what were the other ones?
1: Well, AOL, AOL you know?
0: had one. And here's the know. thing: it's, AOL it's
1: all very interesting when you look at. I remember going into clients to sell digital advertising, and I would show them. It's it's <laughs> anyone that's in digital advertising will laugh at this because we've all put it in our presentations. But it was a presentation showing all of these partners, and it was like all the logos, and there's like millions of, them. <laughs> and it was so obnoxious for. These poor agency people that would sit there through our presentations with us showing, like, look how many partners there are. Now it's all consolidated. AOL was bought. You know, I mean, every, you know, there's all these tinier fractions or factions of the industry that have all been bought up by the bigger tech. And that is what the biggest problem is. You know, I'm like Microsoft two decades ago had their antitrust case you know against them and that was that was the last time we've seen such a massive antitrust case against big tech and that was like 2 decades ago so and the states began doing research into this search investigation of what Google's doing last year so it's not like it's been that long they did the research and they filed the suit and here it like a year later you know, I mean, it's that quick that they're able to turn around these suits. And I don't, I guarantee you, they're not concerned at Google because Google has hubris. They're not um, concerned. Yeah. You know, their lawyers are, <laughs> you know, it's always the the joke of the industry of Google's contracts. They don't allow redlining at all. Hmm. So when you get a contract, if you're like an app creator or whoever, they don't allow one redline. line. Yeah you either sign this or you're not going to be part of Google. Yeah, yeah. So their lawyers are really buttoned up there. I don't think they're intimidated. As it pertains to the average consumer out there, you're going to start to see a lot more flexibility and choice. You know, you get to have choose now who you want to use. Yeah. Whereas today you get to choose, but your results are like zero compared to one billion you know, depending on who you go with. So,
0: so what you're saying is you're there will gonna, be more division where you'll be able to choose more instead of everything being yeah. Google. I and mean, there might be more right. search engines and more people will be able to get involved in, in that business. I looked up some other ones. Like, you remember like Excite? Remember those old yeah, search engines? Yeah,
1: I, I remember having an Excite, uh, Excite? email.
0: Yeah. Infoseek? <laughs> I remember that. Uh,
1: Infoseek, classic.
0: You remember Lycos? Lycos? Lycos. Uh, yeah. There were so many. Then Google's. There original so many. Alta Vista, yeah, there so Alta many. Vista, Ash Jeeves, MSN had one. Yeah. And then it all eventually went to Google. I mean, we've got DuckDuckGo and such now, but yeah, really is something else. All right. So it'll, you think it'll become more split up in that way? We kind of talked more about Google today. Last week, we kind of covered the other ones. We talked more about Facebook and, and Twitter and such. But in the last, you know, 10 minutes or so, you know, I thought we should shift gears a bit into. Talking about everything that's happening now with coronavirus or COVID-19 and the vaccine that's coming. There's, what, what two or three different vaccines? Moderna, Pfizer has one.
1: There's another one that's good. They're going to put through yeah, quickly, the, and I can't, can't remember uh, the name of it. I think they're all going to be relatively the same. It's, um, it's just...
0: AstraZeneca. So, so like, we... Slightly touched on this last week, but, you know, I know you've yeah. been saying your opinion on it and the vaccine. Like I know and we talked about touching on it today. What are your what are your thoughts on everything with vaccines coming now? Obviously, this you know, horrible virus has just been devastating for everybody. You know, we're now at the point where we have vaccines and you know, people are obviously excited to get it. They're going to do I think Joe Biden's going to get it next week. They said I think Mike Pence is getting it this week. By the way, hi, Lee. Hi, Johan. See you guys. See our guests here. Good to see you guys as always. You know, as far as the vaccine, what are your thoughts, Kira?
1: I think the biggest concern I have right now, as it pertains to the role that social media plays Mm -hmm. in information provider, is that they're now going, you know, Twitter announced, and Facebook also just announced that they will be taking down any vaccination information that someone might post that they deem to be violation against their
0: new rules. If a person is, you mean hesitant to take it or something? That's like if a person is I think hesitant. it's
1: uh, any misinformation. What's going to say that? Well, I guess that's the problem, you know, where it's funny when you're on Instagram and you're shadow banned, I'm sure everyone's heard shadow banned. You never really know why. Yeah. You don't get an email from Instagram and yeah. say like, hey, this is why. You know, your photo had a nipple and this is why we took it off. Usually you don't get that. They just shadow ban you and you have no idea. All these companies work in a black box and you're kind of at their, you're kind of chained to them and you're like, pleaded like, oh, what's going on? Why am I shadow ban? I don't know. You know, what does Twitter consider misinformation of vaccinations? Mm -hmm. What does Facebook consider as misinformation? Will they take something down when someone says, you know, here are the risks of taking a vaccine? Because if they are, that would include like NBC News because NBC News has been covering the side effects. They have have been,
0: the news stations have, right? So then
1: are they going to start to take down the news?
0: You know, things shouldn't be taken down if people have hesitancy about things and such for whatever reason, maybe somebody has allergies or whatever, like people should be able to state their hesitancy and such on social media. I don't see why they would be taking down people's personal opinion about vaccines and such. You know, it's uh, obviously, I think that over uh, overall, what's up, Vernon? How you doing, Vernon? Good to see you here. Vernon's here as always. He's one of my buddies. I got to do a, another Mandela Effect video soon for you guys. I got a couple on, on tap. I mean, my personal opinion is, you know, when it's when it comes my turn to take the vaccine, if I have to take it for work or whatever, I mean, I'm going to take it. I've, I've had vaccines and such in the past whatever happens happens i mean it's it's been approved they've done testing they've gone through it like i gotta take it i'll take it you know that's my my take on it i I understand some people have hesitating and such but for me it's for the greater good you know I, i i'm not like gonna run there and take it you know i'm gonna like wait until it's my turn or whatever, when I have to take it for work, you know, I'm not like running, knocking down the door, but I want to take it because I think it's you know, for the for the greater good and stuff when it comes to be my time. I'm not going not gonna to deny taking it, you know, or, or talk smack about it.
1: At this point, I don't want to be the first one to take it. If someone requires me to take it right the second, I won't take it. I'm a little concerned that they can create a vaccine in five months from a virus that they just came out hmm. eight months ago. You know, we have so many other different viruses that are out there and we haven't been able to create a vaccine for those. And yet we create this one, you know, in five months, I don't know, you know, maybe in a year or two, maybe I would get it, but I don't like the side effects that are coming out. And I realize, you know, that all vaccines can have severe uh, side effects and you can be allergic to it, but you know, with this one, they want you to get the vaccine and sit there for like an hour afterward to make sure that you don't have a severe reaction. Mm -hmm. I don't know that the flu, you have to do that. You know what I mean? That that tells me that there's, this is a, this is a very serious vaccine that you're putting in your body. They want to make sure that you're not going to have some severe reaction. And I'm just a little leery about that. I saw a post that Uh, said,
0: all it is, is it's a, it sends instructions to your immune system and your immune system learns how to fight off the virus and then it exits the body that's how the vaccine works
1: yeah i mean i'm sure that's great what <laughs> <laughs> my problem is medical the medical science field is not a proven science yeah so what that means is and any doctor will tell you that you should always always ask questions constantly constantly ask questions in the science world that's that's what science is built upon is asking questions. So someone going blindly to their doctor and getting the vaccine just because, and then says, well, I'm doing it based on science. Okay. But it's science is based on the premise of asking questions. You're constantly, constantly testing and constantly asking questions, you know, and the, the in the medical field, we don't know how vaccines react to certain people or why. We don't know what causes autism. We don't know a lot of things. We don't know if you take a vaccine and you're going to have a severe reaction based upon your own genetic code. That's a heavy risk to take. And yes, I I fully understand that COVID is um, a horrible virus and and people are dying daily up from it. But I don't know. I'm a little leery about about a vaccine that comes out in five months. I think that's
0: I, I, I think it's fair to be. Someone has. Some hesitancy or or whatever. I think that you know that's their opinion, and people have a right to their opinion, and and that's nobody's job to make you be one way or the other. You no, know? I mean that's, that's kind of my take on it. I I feel like it's you know it's been through testing. I mean, obviously, I, I saw Bill Gates was on CNN the other day, and you know he was talking you know, quite positively about it. So have you know, Dr. Fauci and various other people. You know, I mean, I understand there's risks, but you know, I I get. Why also people want to take it? Because obviously, a lot of people that won't have barely any side effects as well. It'll be a full gamut, but you know there are. We don't know long term. I think is your point. You don't know what's what the long term could be in only five months. I guess that's your your point. If Vernon says he has a short video, we should watch. Uh, we'll, we'll feel free to post it on uh, in the comments, Vernon. We'll check it out. But yeah, that's. I think it's going to be interesting to see how things go as they as they roll these out. I, they're already vaccinating people in in the USA. Now they're going to do Joe Biden next week. As I said, Mike Pence Friday. And what more can you really say?
1: Well, I think Kamala is going to do it live on TV.
0: Yep, they're all going to do it live, I
1: think. Yeah, Yeah, the past presidents will get it. Sir Ian McClendon said he just got it. Oh, really? Yeah, so because it's, you know, full force. There's a little bit of a gap between supply demand. The chain is getting a little screwed up, as the latest I heard. I read today that the states were thinking they were getting X amount and they're actually getting like a significant less. And there seems to be a disconnect between the federal government and the states. Who's surprised? (laughs) So that's going to be interesting because I think the states were thinking that there was going to be a lot more vaccinations sent to them. So... How There's there are lots
0: of chaos with that, with where it's being shipped and how many there are, and how many, you know. Yeah. And one thing you mentioned, which I also thought was interesting, which you touched on, was I saw Scott Adams. I need to watch the interview, but he interviewed somebody who's an expert on DNA. And he was gonna, going to ask them, he was going to talk to them about if your DNA could have an impact on coronavirus. You know, certain people's DNA has an impact where they can fight it off easier versus others. He's going to ask them that. And then he was also going to ask them, I, I think one of his viewers asked him about asking about vaccines and if your DNA can cause you to have a reaction versus not have a reaction. And isn't that interesting just as far as the future of everything, as far as medical Everything really, if, if you could take people's, I mean, some people are going to say, oh, it's scary, you know, but everything. But I don't really think it's scary. if you could find out in your DNA if you're more prone to certain diseases, reactions because of allergies to certain things or to vaccines. I'm going to watch that interview because I'm curious what that guy said. But I think it's really interesting that maybe in the future we'll be able to know how our DNA and 23andMe and those websites are already doing this. You can go on 23andMe. And you can find out what illnesses you're yeah. more prone to because of your genetics. You can go, and there's like a long, long list of them. And I see no reason that that doesn't become more advanced as far as being able to know what you're more prone to. I think, I mean, that I think it's important. I, yeah.
1: You know, I think there's, you know, to your point, you can download your dna your chromosomes and where you know what proteins are lie on what you know what code and i actually downloaded mine and uploaded it to a site it's a little glitchy because it's it's free but it's a uh, prometheus i don't know if anyone's used it but it gives you some serious health information <laughs> it really? takes takes a couple hours for you to get the results and it's really hard to read the results because it's like i said it's it's not very uh, the interphrase is not very friendly, but um, it definitely tells you every single thing that you are prone to and the percentage. And we're talking like all kinds of disorders, autoimmune to like everything. It's actually a cool. It's a cool site. I enjoy kind of getting like super nerded out on it. But what is it? I saw I, I saw a study that just came out two months ago yeah. about birth control. And the birth control implant that goes in, you know, you can get an implant into your arm. I used to have it actually, took it out because I don't like alien implants in my body. But they discovered that by looking at the genetic code of certain women, that this particular birth control can cause weight gain, depending on if you have a specific protein on a specific DNA. Now, what's interesting about this is every single doctor tells every woman out there that birth control does not cause weight every single time. And yet there are millions of women that deal with so many horrible side effects from birth control. And yet every doctor tells them, no, no, it's not from the birth control. And now literally two months ago, study, they're still trying to figure out (laughs) if they can put a cause and effect between if you're genetically more prone to have the side effects of a birth control, for example, than other people, depending on what your the protein is showing on the, the gene. Birth wow. control's been out since the 60s. And yeah. we're just getting this information now. You know, so you can trust the medical field. Every doctor will tell you under the sun that birth control does not cause weight gain. And yet you have millions of women who are gaining weight on their birth control. And they're like, my life habits have not changed. I'm eating just the same and I'm working out just the same. And the only thing that's changed is the birth control. And now the doctors are wising up and researchers are looking at genetically, are you more predisposed to gain weight on a specific birth control? And the reason I bring that up is because this has ramifications on lots of things like vaccines. You can see if you are more prone to the side effects of a vaccine. They haven't gotten there yet though, <laughs> like with the research. Yeah. You know, I mean, research equals, you know, you have to have money to do research of this stuff. So, you know, they can do it for certain things, but shit, I wonder how long they were looking to get grants to do the birth control study. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's just interesting. I think to your point. It's going to be more and more about the genetic code and who is more likely depending upon what proteins are showing up on their, on the chromosomes.
0: Yeah, I think so too. That's very interesting though about birth control. And I do think, I do, you know, it does, like it's taking a long time, these things, you know, to play out and to do the research. It's, it's long and drawn out. Teresa Lynch says she spoke to CVS last week and they told her to be careful about allergies and any medications because it could be dangerous and such. It looks like some people or some CVS is saying not to take it, she said.
1: What's interesting, and, and Teresa, thank you for adding that. You know, I I know people that are like, are, you know, their parents are doctors or medical researchers, and they're saying not to take it. And they're saying that they're not going to take it. And then you've got the other side that says all these top doctors, Dr. Fauci and et cetera, that are saying it's fine. Take it. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes down to you cannot judge someone who makes their own personal decisions on what to do with their own body. Because you will have the exact same amount of medical doctors saying one thing and the exact same amount of medical doctors saying just the opposite. And it's not up to me, Jeff, anyone in the world to tell anyone what to do with their own bodies because that body is yours and you get to decide. The problem so, is the
0: other side that they will say that impacts them if you don't get it. You know, that's always the the argument on it. I, I think it's um,
1: a flawed yeah. argument and I will argue that till the day I die because <laughs> I, I think it's um you cannot be forcing people to take vaccinations then and be pro-choice. That's the definition of hypocrisy. <laughs> so you know what I mean? You can't say it's a woman's right to choose, and yet but you don't have the right to choose if you want a vaccine. Nope. Hypocrisy. <laughs> so like and I know people who are pro-life anti-vaccination and it's like
0: people all over the place on them. like that that are yeah, uh, like, you just, you know, some people, yeah, it's the human, our whole experience and, and how people you know, have their opinions and form their opinions. And there's a lot of certainly hypocrisy and such just in general. And, and I
1: think uh, you know, Teresa's point, not to interrupt you, but. So Teresa's point, you know, she she mentions that, you know, you don't want to take it if there's underlying medical conditions. There are people that don't know that they have a medical condition. I mean, you could be a very healthy individual and you get a vaccine or you get something and it then causes this medical condition you didn't even know you had. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm not saying don't get the vaccine. It's just I think it's more about gaining all the information you can and making the best decision for yourself. For
0: for yourself, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: I agree. When it's my time and I if I take it for work and such, I will I will take it. But I understand people who you know have allergies, concerns, and and have or have just other concerns. It has only been you know six months, whatever, eight months. So I understand that too. And I, I feel like social media and such should let people say and believe you know what they believe without being shut down and such a thing, you know, I mean, just in general, you know, I think that that's the biggest thing in all of this. So yeah, this was great. This was a great discussion today. You know, we see, you know, Vernon's talking about, he's seen Dr. Fauci say the whole thing is, let's see, there's no COVID, just a flu that has 98% rate getting well, no difference Sorry. than any flu. Well, uh, you know, it's definitely more serious than the, than the flu by far. We all know that. Hi, Marcy. Marcy Chen's here too. But yeah, this was a, this was a great discussion and um, I enjoyed it. Episode 49, we did, uh, you know, talked about tech companies, talked a little about vaccines. Are you game to go? Next week would be Christmas Eve. So that's probably not ideal. And I'm going to be out of town visiting family in St. Louis. I'll be,
1: yeah, I'll be. I am actually going out of the country. I'm taking an international flight. You are? And I'm going, I am. I'm going to the Virgin Islands. Wow. They are accepting Americans if you take a COVID test. So I, I'm taking a COVID test on Saturday and I leave on, um, I leave Wednesday next week.
0: And is it just, just you?
1: No, no, no. It's myself and then uh, my family. And so my brother and his his wife and his kids. So it's going to be a family trip that we, we planned this months ago. So That's we'll right. see. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So we are as Americans, allowed to go into the Virgin Islands. So we will be spending Christmas in 80 degree weather when are you back um i'm gone a week so i'll be back on the 30th
0: okay let's plan on the 31st if that works for you
1: i just realized my cat just slapped my face and now i'm bleeding
0: <laughs> oh wow so we better go Anyone that
1: has cats knows, knows the fun storm is
0: an awesome awesome cat but we'll we'll call it a wrap kira's got uh has her cat got Um, But thank you, guys. We will see you in two weeks. Thank you, everybody who was here. Lee, Vernon, Teresa, everybody else saw you guys. Marcy, we will see you in two weeks here at Jeff and Kira Live. We're going to keep developing the show. We want to keep growing the show. I'm going to give some more Mandela Effect videos soon for you guys. In the meantime, on the channel, uh, I promise the channel is coming along soon i just i keep saying that i know but i promise it will i promise but here jeff and kira live where the future and the future is jeff and kira live episode 49 thanks kira
1: happy holidays and so grateful to everyone that joins our show and, and and enjoys it and comes every week i i really um i love spending time with you guys and and jeff happiest holidays to you my friend happy holidays
0: and see you in two weeks bye guys Thanks for listening to Launch Radio. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Go ahead, smash that share button and leave a comment below. Also, please be sure to subscribe to Launch Radio on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Until next episode,
1: thanks again.